welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Happy Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. You tried to make Taco Thursday a thing? I was Cinco de Mayo. I had to. That was last week, actually. Look at that. Yep. Uh-huh. Five plus seven equals 12. May 12th. Yeah, 12 Here we are. Minus seven is five. <laughs> Whoa. Crazy, crazy loaded show for you guys today, and we appreciate you guys joining us as always right here in the call-in app live chat already fired up. Now, oh. Bigger, bigger country is the topic of discussion today. <laughs> Emo country. There's just so many countries out there. You just never know which one's going to show up. I mean, shit. Cinderella's country was here yesterday. Just yeah. a little <laughs> at some birds, and people are like, "Ooh, freaking Cinderella over here." Uh, you know, that actually does make sense because we had some mice in the house that I grew up in, too. So it's like, <laughs> shit. Uh-huh. Look at that. My little, my little, like my youngest sister, excuse me, is seven years mm-hmm. younger, but she had an obsession with Cinderella in the movie. She even had, like, the little nightgown and stuff, but she couldn't say Cinderella. So she would just say. <laughs> no way. <laughs> she would just say Rella. And be like, you'd be like, oh, who are you today? And she'd be like, I'm Rella. And then she would, like, try and get her hair out of her face. But she would, like, smack herself, like, in the forehead to then wipe it. Oh, my gosh, it was the funniest thing in the world because she would just come, you know, just prounce out of the bedroom in that little dress and be like, I'm Rella. And you'd be like, no, you're a little asshole right now. How old is your sister? Right now, she's set to graduate high school next week or this weekend. Oh, yeah. So age-wise? She's 18. 18 years old. You just got to go there, huh? (laughs) I was just curious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 18. Yep, she's an adult. Because I didn't know. Going, I didn't know going into the show. She's curious how old she was. Yep. Uh, tomorrow is Friday the 13th. Did you realize this? I did not. Yeah, Shit. It's in the chat. And um, uh, I'll tell you what. Creepy dreams are happening again last night. I had a dream. Like I'll just be honest with the dream that I had. I had a dream that a friend passed away, but I didn't find out until like six months later talking to his ex-wife. And it was just like just like bumped into her somehow. And she was like, oh, yeah, when he did it. And I was like, he what? And she was like, oh, yeah. And then, like, another guy comes up and he's like, yeah, now all these weird, random people have been, like, texting him and stuff. And it was, like, a text message from me that was like, hey, man, how you been? And I never got a response from it. I was like, oh, now I know why he didn't get a response. He is dead. Wow. I had a creepy dream last night, too. Yeah, let's hear it. Actually, Friday the 13th. It wasn't anything crazy. Uh, but we were all, like, together as a big friend group, and we were celebrating something. I'm not sure what it was. And one of our friends, we, like, lost him, and it was like, hey, where'd he go? And then the next thing we know, we, like, find him in a parking garage. And <laughs> there was, like, a bridal party or something. I don't know. There was a, <laughs> a girl in a white dress who had just gotten married, and she attacked our friend. And he pulled out a gun and shot her. <laughs> and then I woke up, and I was like, holy shit, like, that's absolutely wild. Well, the w- wedding that we're about to go to in a couple weeks has a pretty decent parking garage. <laughs> right. It wasn't the bride wasn't part of our 
friend group. Okay, good. <laughs> just like, oh, yikes. But the person who shot the bride was part of our friend group. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, what just what just happened here? Like, this is this is nuts. And it woke me up. Weird dreams. Friday the 13th. Tomorrow. Maybe you'll make a, have an appearance from your buddy Jonas. Yeah, I mean, we already got someone. I hope someone. comes to life in your apartment tomorrow. We already got Wes in the chat bringing it up. Like, thanks, dude. Really mm-hmm. appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hmm. Something to look at that. Keep track of. Uh, we are going to talk about sports today, though. How about a little college football to start the show? That's my love and my passion. And there has been a lot going on with college football. We haven't really talked about it because everything's so up in the air that nothing is not finalized. And I mm-hmm. don't think that we're anywhere close to it. But the talk this week is that we could be doing away with divisions within conferences. Two of the biggest conferences, the ACC and the SEC, look like they're going to be doing it. The ACC could be doing it as soon as 2023, where they say no more divisions, more of a round-robin type, kind of like what we see in the Big 12, and uh, even the big dog, the SEC, possibly going to no more divisions. That one will be that'll be crazy to see the SEC without divisions but you don't have those those cross division rivals are like okay i know georgia's probably going to win the east and alabama's going to win the west if they do away with that it'll it'll definitely take some getting used to with the sec it sounds like that's not going to happen until texas and oklahoma join the conference and i'll tell you i remember when this news first broke like oh texas and oklahoma leaving the big 12 mm-hmm. i kind of thought that it would happen in like 2023 <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it is I think the Big 12 is just holding firm, and I think Texas is like, hey, we'll pay the fee, like whatever it is, $40 million? Yeah, we won out. We're gone. Oklahoma's sitting over there like, actually, we're good over here for, for a couple more years. Like, let us build up some stuff with our new head coach, and then we'll join the SEC. It doesn't sound like that's going to happen for them uh, until 2025, which, as a Texas fan, all about it. Stay in the yeah. Big 12 as long as you can. Why well, would especially – with it's wide, with it being wide open right now, mm-hmm. like Oklahoma's kind of in a transitional period. No one else is really kind of up to par with them. Tech, there's a lot of excitement for Texas right now, as there should be. Now, at the same time, when there's excitement, there's also some disappointment. So, stay buckled up for that. But within the pods, like I'm kind of okay with it. When you look at the SEC, I don't necessarily disagree with how they have everything set up. The ACC, I think, is fine. The Big Twelve is just. It's really weird looking at it and knowing that those are the Big 12 teams. Well, the, I think what you're looking at is just like a fan. Oh, That's okay. just like a, a fan opinion. That's nothing official. Nothing legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like a big boomer. Big game at big game boomer. Yeah. They just Which put is probably a Sooners fan. So. Mm-hmm. And that was just like an idea of like, hey, mm-hmm. this is what could happen. And as far as like that tweet with the pods – which I do think that is something that they'll go to. Uh, I don't know about the pods that they have set up in that graphic because one of them is incredibly strong and then the others are like, okay. Uh, But I do think that that is something that is going to happen with the pods. Uh, You have like four pods of three to four teams, depending on how big your conference is. And the way that the ACC and the SEC have kind of floated it out there uh, is a couple of different models called the 3-6 model and the 3-5-5 model. So with the 3-6 model, the SEC is going to go to nine conference games a year. Right now they have eight. Sounds like they're going to go to nine. So you would have your three like core rivals. 
like Alabama, LSU going to play every year, Alabama and Auburn going to play every year, and then you probably throw in, I don't know, Alabama and I don't, Mississippi State. I don't know. Mm-hmm. One other team. So you have your three like core rivals. You're going to play them every single year. And then you would play six more in-conference teams. So maybe you float in, you know, a Georgia versus Alabama. You don't get to see that very often. Yeah. I actually saw, I was reading a little bit about this, and Georgia and Texas A&M have only played one time since Texas A&M joined the conference because they're in different divisions. The, and they've huh. never been to Texas A&M. Georgia has never, uh, since they joined the conference, has not traveled to Texas A&M to see a game. That would be a huge game. It, it would sell out, obviously, at That's Texas A&M. weird. Right, but because they're not in the same division, those two don't play each other very often. So if you do away with these divisions, then you can rotate it in more. And the three-five-five model is pretty similar. Uh, this is what the ACC is proposing, what they kind of want to do, is that you would have your three rivals that you play every year. And then you would have a group of five schools that you play one year, and then you'd have a group of five schools that you play the next year. And you would kind of rotate them back and forth. I think it's cool. Uh, a lot of change going on with college football. I like to see it. Mm-hmm. And the division thing, it's kind of – I kind of like it, but at the same time, your conferences are growing so big now that when you had 12 teams, it was fine. You were playing people pretty regularly. Now, I mean, we're growing to like 14, 16-team conferences. It's hard to play those guys every year when you have these division matchups. So I'm on board with it. I think there are going to be a lot of um, – you know, old heads that are like, ah, I love the SEC West still. Mm-hmm. And like, that's cool, but it doesn't really make sense anymore. And honestly, I think it's better for the conferences. I'm tired of seeing Alabama and Georgia every year in the SEC. Let's mix it up a little bit. Or there have been really bad conferences before. I think it was the ACC where you had Clemson playing like a 6-6 six and six Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see that. <laughs> Let me see Clemson-Florida State again or, or something that's a little bit more – competitive people have hated it in the big 12 i kind of like it so i'm looking forward to a change at least so with this then like you're saying you, you could play the same team in your division like they formerly was a division again so like you're not gonna have the sec you're not gonna have a team win the east and the team win the west right. and then you match up it's like you beat a team in the west but they're still better than any team in the east that's who you're playing yeah that's, that's how what, this sets up with the pods that's what can kind of separate it and make it better yeah and that's kind of like the big 12 what they're doing right now is that the two best teams make it. Like maybe you've already played this team during the season. doesn't matter. The two best teams are going to make it to the conference championship. And with the SEC, it's worked the last couple of years uh, with Georgia being so dominant on one side of the conference and then Alabama on the other side. But I think this opens up to you know other teams. Uh, you could see uh, Florida and Georgia play each other in the SEC championship game, which would be cool. Probably not going to happen for a while. Uh, Or even if, like, the Big Ten moves to this model. You get Michigan and Ohio State playing each other in a conference championship game. Sign me up. Yeah. And then, obviously, the ACC. ACC kind of leading the charge on this one. SEC right there, too. And as soon as these two do it, then I think the Big Ten and the Pac-12 will as well. Do you think this will kind of lead into the trend, too, of expanding the college football playoff? Like, does this have any implication on that with these you know, conferences growing so big where it's like, okay, hey, we've had these teams match up in the conference championship games. It was great, but we also kind of want to see them in the playoff game as well. Or is that too many possible matchups in a season? 
Well, like, you know, I, they I might know not. They might not start off against each other in the playoff, but they might meet again. It's like yeah. let's say it is Florida and Georgia in the SEC championship game. Georgia wins a matchup during just the normal part of the season conference championship game. Let's say Florida wins; they're both in the college football playoff. They meet again there, and it's like okay, now Georgia wins again. Yeah, I mean that's what we saw with Georgia and Alabama last year. Very true. Uh, pretty much, they played each other in the conference championship game, and then again in the playoff. I hope they expand too. I don't know that this has anything to do with expansion or if this will change anything. Um, who knows what's going to happen with that? I thought it, things were trending towards it happening very soon. A lot of people pissed off that ESPN is involved with the expansion talk because they obviously have the television rights. And mm-hmm. as we've learned this week with Tom Brady, television is still dominating sports, <laughs> as it should. Yeah, But it is absolutely bananas to watch the money that is coming through that. I did you say yesterday on the podcast or was it radio or is like we just I guess we just still don't understand how big the TV audience is. Yeah, and the, like and the just, money that's coming through. The concept of that is just insane. To that Fox is paying Tom Brady thirty seven and a half million dollars or going to pay him thirty seven and a half million dollars per year. And that they think they can pay him that amount of money and still be profitable. Pretty wild. Mm-hmm. How much are you actually making in profits per week. What did you have it broken down to? Like about $1.8 million yeah. per game? Yep. So Fox If he's doing 20 games, yeah. That they're going to be making $5 million on that game that Tom Brady's calling, I would say, to be profitable enough with everybody else that you have in production there. But they're going to go to, you know, these big advertisers. They're going to go to Anheuser-Busch and be like, hey, you want that Bud Light commercial on here? Prices just went up. We paid a little bit of money for Tom Brady. Prices are going to go up there. And uh, it, that will happen as well. And with college football, prices are going up for these players too. Uh, that's, that's been wild. I'm all for players making money. I do think there needs to be a little bit of regulation on who that money is coming from. And earlier this week, uh, the NCAA did issue some guidelines on what that would be. And they've pretty much taken and labeled all of these collectives are mm-hmm. now boosters. So these collectives, I think, are going to go away. I'm kind of on board with that one. It's getting a little bit scummy to be like, hey, we have all this money. And then you get boosters that are really in charge of the recruiting. And like they're going after players. And they're talking to players and saying, hey, we can get you this much money, blah, blah, blah. Coach might not even be interested in those recruits. Yeah, you know, you might be going after like this four-star quarterback that's in your area. And you're like, hey, I'm a I'm a member of the collective for the University of Texas. This is what the collective can offer you. And then Coach Sarkeesian's like, actually, we're good, man. Like, you don't have an offer here. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> about you. Um, so it is weird. And the NCAA is so afraid to get involved with anything because if uh, a lot of agents, even and lawyers, have come out and said. Uh, if the NCAA tries to put a cap on how much a player can earn or anything like that, they will be hit with a class action lawsuit immediately. And the antitrust laws will be violated. All kinds of things will happen. So I don't think anything's going to happen with the players. But the NCAA did come out and say the collectives are boosters. They're a branch of the program. No more doing that. And I know a lot of people thought the NCAA might punish schools retroactively, and they did put that out there. It doesn't sound like they're going to do that unless it's something really, really bad. 
I mean, the last year we kind of lived in the Wild West of like, hey, we don't really know what the rules are. So there's a gray area. Uh, so unless it was something really bad to where maybe these collectives are reaching out and they're saying, hey, we'll buy your mom a house, move your family out here. Mom's got a job, all this stuff. Maybe then they would look at it and say that's a violation. But if it's just a collective reaching out to a, a player and saying, hey, we're going to buy you a car. We got you a car from a dealership. Come out here. That's probably going to be ignored, which I think that's the way it should go. So you the just to make sure I understand this then. So the collective slash boosters can't directly reach out to a player, but the team can say or the university can be like, okay, hey, we can offer you a car through this. I don't even think they can do that. Like the university can't say we're oh, – yeah, because I guess the university can't say we can offer you that. Right. So yeah. where, where is the separation with that then? Like the, do you have to accept the offer to the university first and yeah. then you can get deals? Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then I think you're going to have agents. Agents in college football are more and more popular uh, and open too. To yeah. like, hey, this agent actually has this player already. That's been an adjustment period for me over the last six months. To so like, yeah, I'm working with this guy. And I would think, did you just tell me some illegal information that I shouldn't know? <laughs> Whoa, sh- like, sh- I'll sh- accidentally <laughs> say it. Like, you can't tell me this stuff. I'll, like, in six months, leak it and be like, whoops, shouldn't have talked about that. But it is wild. But a lot of these agents, I think, are going to have to start coming through and be like, hey, you uh, committed to the University of Texas. There's a Lamborghini dealership down here. They're willing to work with you and give you a car, which that actually happened. Bijan Robinson got a Lambo for playing at Texas. That's just freaking insane. That is. Like, I'd just be kind of pissed off from it. Just, I, but you can't, though, if you're another student, because you're like, hey, I'm not bringing this amount of attention to the university. I'm sitting in this stupid comm right. class for, you know, my gen eds to get out of the way so I can go into, you know, the rest of my program. So it's like, yeah. oh, football players just driving around in a Lambo. What a douchebag. Hey, man, that dude's bringing in tons of money for this university right now. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? Like three years ago, they were rolling on campus in like Camaros and like, hey, where'd that come from? Now it's Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the change in NIL. Like, uh, I'll tell you what. Five w- years ago, cheap Camaro, like, hey, here's a $20,000 car. Now it's a $200,000 car and everyone knows about it. When you got the foreign exchange students at Missouri State, like I'm sure it's probably the same at a bigger university as well, but like, man, they came to Missouri State like they were just fucking high rollers. Like, Missouri State had a straight connection or relationship with China. They had, like, a university in China. So, like, there would be a lot of students from China that would come over, like, foreign exchange in a way and, like, study abroad or whatnot. And they would come rolling up, dude. I'm not even freaking shitting you. In Lamborghinis, Ferraris and stuff, and just park on campus and then get out and walk into the building. And you're like, well, one, that's not a parking spot. And two, how the hell can you afford that car? And they're just... They just kind of look at you and smirk or whatnot because you try to be friends with them. You're like, yo, bro, I want to ride in a Lambo. But it's just, it was insane to just see the amount that was there on campus just through that. So I can imagine what it's like as a student at Texas just to see a football NIL player deals. just hop out. Math competitions and being like, hey. You know, they probably were. I got a Lambo last week. Yeah, you I come to Missouri really State, you're, uh, you're on our scholar team. What's up? <laughs> right? But if you're an athlete, that wasn't available to you. Yeah. Now it is. Just kind of equal out the playing field. Mm-hmm. And I think the cars have always been like the, the dirty deed of recruiting. I can remember like back to Oklahoma, it was their quarterback was like Rhett Bomar. And he allegedly had a job at a car dealership and was driving around Norman, Oklahoma in this sweet ride. 
And he never like he never clocked in. But it was like, oh, but I have a like a job there. No, you don't. And OU is not the only one that does. It was like I can remember seeing guys like uh, Derrick Henry being like, "This is my new car." Like, you driving around in a sweet convertible on your stipend money? <laughs> nah. Yeah. No. It, but now it's all it's above the table. Now you can talk about it. Now Bijan Robinson can take a picture of him in a Lamborghini and be like, "This is my ride." It's and it's it's nice, a nice one. I do think that it is something where you should commit to the university and maybe part of it is like, yeah, I know I'm going to get some good NIL deals here. Commit to the university and then work on your, your money. Not like, not this open free agency thing that we're seeing with guys like Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison to where they're pretty much saying like, this is my price tag to go to your school. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of those guys is like in Austin, Texas right now. Do you think that uh, price tag is just in cash, or do you think it's like in incentives as well? Probably incentives as well. Like, yeah, you're going to throw in a Lamborghini. Like, sure, I'll drive one of those. I can. They'll yep. knock off a little bit of the 2.5 million. Yeah, not a lot, but right. And that's where those car dealers come in, and they're like, "Hey, here's a nice new Ford Bronco. Take a couple pictures with it, post it online, and we'll call it even." And, you know, there's like a written agreement that I think these players have to pay like taxes on this stuff too. And so I'm on board with that. But NCAA does need to do something. But, I mean, I think in the future, like 2025, I think there are going to be a lot of changes. And when we look back to how the sport was run in 2019, it's going to look completely different. Yep. Completely different. But I, I do hope they do something with the NIL stuff. It is, it's kind of getting out of hand just a, a wee little bit. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with college football. And excited that I mean, it's almost summer. Yeah, I'm. I'm already ready for college football. One of the reasons why I'm tired of seeing NFL players run around in shorts and jerseys, throwing to one another. Yesterday, the big viral video was Tua throwing to Tyreek Hill, and it was a little bit of an underthrown ball, and everyone like had a big opinion on it. Yeah. And these are the same people that will preach and bitch about the combine of like, ooh, guys throwing in shorts doesn't matter. But now it's like, oh, look at your receiver. He sucks because whatever reason. Or, oh, your quarterback can't throw it that far. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of an adjustment period. <laughs> and throwing to Tyree Kill. He's the fastest guy in the NFL. think there's going to be a learning curve. I, I did question the throw. Like, mm -hmm. It's I, a bad throw, but my thing is, how many times have these guys thrown it to each other? That, I mean, that's a good point. It, I'm surprised you're more on the understanding. Maybe I'm not surprised by it, but like, I just sit there and look at it. And I was like, I mean, I don't know why everyone is acting as surprised by it. Like, this is who Tua is. He doesn't have a strong arm. Right. He's he's been the guy who can put the ball on the money in the right situation. He's not going to launch it down the field. Is that going to be an adjustment for Tyreek Hill? Absolutely. Is it going to take away some of his big play opportunities? One hundred percent. But to sit there and watch the video and be like, man, I can't believe Tua couldn't make the throw. Tua's never been able to make the throw, just to be honest or with you. Or give him six weeks Yeah, see if he can make the throw. Now, I did, like, watching the video, I did have the thought of, like, ooh, I wonder if Tyreek's like, fuck. Like, I no more, like, 65-yard like, bombs. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, no offense to Tyreek Hill. I think he knew what he was doing. He was getting the biggest payday he could in the city that he wanted to be in. I don't know that winning another Super Bowl 
is super high on his priority list. Hey, like if I don't have to work as hard and I get paid even more, sweet. I have a I have a bold take. Maybe it's not a bold take. I I think Tyreek Hill's production is going to plummet. One hundred. I and that's completely not even like agree with you. Necessarily a Tua statement. Like obviously Tua not as good as Patrick Mahomes. That's not shitting on Tua. That's just a fact. Uh, he's just. He seems like I got my payday. I'm good now. If it definitely feels like he's going to enjoy life off the field more than he ever did in Kansas City. Yeah, he's in South Beach now. Yeah, and so it's like one. Well, you hear that and you're like, duh. And two, it's like he got the major payday and he's got all of his family down there. Like for fantasy football, I'm not drafting him. I still think you'll have a couple big plays, but like you're, I completely agree with that point too, though. There's like there's other guys on that team that are going to get some looks, and I'm sure Tyreek Hill's okay with that. Yeah, Jalen Waddle, very good last mm-hmm. year, caught like over a hundred balls. I I don't think Tyreek will catch a hundred passes. I I would put him more around eighty. I am interested to see what his role is going to be in that offense, kind of mm-hmm. what they draw up. And with Tua, like he doesn't have a strong arm, so Tyreek's not going to be able to just run those go routes or those deep routes. But, you know, one thing that he did in Kansas City last year is they didn't run a lot of those either. And I think he can still be very dangerous working the intermediate to underneath. And it's going to be a probably a good addition for him and the Dolphins. But I don't know that he's going to have that similar production. Yeah. I mean, Mike McDaniel is going to draw up some fun stuff. Like, is there, there's going to be some unique players. Right. I think probably he's going to put his ass in the backfield like he did Debo Samuel. <laughs> That's kind of what I was going to say, too. Is like, we're probably going to see Tyreek lined up in a lot of different spots, which I think he'll be okay with for a little bit. But at the same time, it's like, are we going to see that same type of, I don't know, like extra effort, I guess we're going to say. I don't feel like we'll see it throughout the entire season, unless Miami is just lighting people up. But I do wonder. You wonder if you'll see what? Just the effort that'll come from Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Like, just to kind of wrap up everything we're saying about the conversation mm-hmm. here with Tyreek. And I, I don't want to shit on him either because I was talking to you about it before the show. I've seen a couple different Chiefs tweets of, like, pretending like he wasn't that special. Like, six months ago, you were telling me he was the greatest receiver in the league. Who's now, saying that? Um. One of those Arrowhead. Send it to me, please. Accounts. I I'm probably not going to search. I for did it. mute one of them because I I went and did that yesterday. It was just like I'm sick and tired of seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I think his production will probably go down. I do worry about Tyreek as a I got my big payday type guy. Now maybe the production dips a little bit, but uh, he's still an exceptionally great receiver. We'll see what happens with him. I did think that the reaction to the video that the Dolphins put out where Tua underthrows him, wildly overblown. Last time I saw it this morning, it had like almost 7 million views. Holy, last time I saw it, it had three. Yeah, wow. it's up to about seven now as of this morning. And a lot of it is people shitting on Tua, of like, oh, you can't make that throw. Give them some time to get their timing down together. I want to know how far away like the throw was. Like if that was like a 50, 60-yard like, throw, a little bit understandable. Now, what I'm going to hate is when Miami puts out, like, another video. It's like, see, look, he can make the throw, and it's just a 45-yard, like, lob. Yeah. At the same time, though, like, how many times have you seen, like, the Chiefs put out uh, preseason or, like, OTA video, and it's like, oh, 80-yard bomb from Mahomes to Tyreek, and then you never see that in the game. The reason why is you don't have time to do that. You don't have time to sit there and wait 
for a guy to run 80 yards. Look at their 40-yard dash time. It's in the fours. For a guy to run 80 yards, that's eight seconds. No <laughs> NFL play lasts eight seconds. That's actually why they run the 40, because that's about the most you're going to run. So give me three seconds and then throw the ball as far as you can. Tyreek's going to outrun everybody. It doesn't matter if your quarterback can throw the ball 40 yards or a mile. Three steps, throw it as far as you can. Tyreek's going to outrun that corner. doesn't matter if it's 80 yards down the field or 45 yards down the field. Tyreek's still in front. That's my thing with like the Tua video. That's fair. Yeah, I do think it was a really bad look for Tua, though. Yeah, it looked like I, you're and, putting in that much effort and the ball still wobbles, and it's mm-hmm. like you get to Tyreek, and he's like completely turned around to catch it. I'm sure you guys have already seen the video. It's got 7 million views. But it's like... If I'm even if I'm two, I'm just like, hey guys, like you could have found that a, one out. <laughs> couldn't have waited till like the next rep. <laughs> right, like he probably had like a better throw. <laughs> yeah. It was like, but some nerd that just wants to work on the social media team is like, all right, I got this cool oh, two a, two cool to Tyreek man. Look, look awesome. at me, I finally tracked the ball in the air with the camera. <laughs> we can put this out, and I can tell by that wobble of the football too that that was Tua trying to just launch it. It was almost like if you know you're on camera and you're like, I want to make this look cool. And you're just like trying to just give it all the effort you can. And it's like, ah, oh, that's a freaking duck. Yeah. But I, I don't think that the Dolphins are in trouble because of one yeah. video. Like, my opinion, just it doesn't change at all based on that. I still think the same thing about the Dolphins, Tyreek, and Tua that I did from Monday or Tuesday that I do now this morning. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's another one of those, like, uh, somebody put it in the chat too. It's like almost approaching like the best shape of your life. stuff too like OTAs and all these videos I never get excited about them because like what's the true story behind it I can was it Mahomes rookie year or going into his second year when people are like he's throwing so many interceptions in practice yeah in training camp it was like hey he's throwing like six interceptions today this is not good and this is every NFL fan and that's when uh I think like Andy Reid had come out he did an interview with BJ Kiss I believe and was like hey like we see it. Like, this is the time for him to learn what he can and can't get away with. Like, he's going to get, he's going up against the ones right now. Like, our defense is it's not that bad right now. Like, it's pretty decent. He's going to take him a little bit to kind of get used to it and figure it out. Playing against the ones all the time. And we're like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. You get in the regular season, interceptions were hardly a problem. You play Pittsburgh. Like, what was a week three? Do you throw six touchdown passes? We're all just like, oh, Patrick Mahomes, we love you, we love you, we love you. Four months or two months ago, everyone was complaining about the interceptions at training camp. So I think you're exactly right there. Yeah. It, training camp, it just it is what it is. People take chances during practice because they know those interceptions don't matter. Mm-hmm. So guys like Tua or any NFL quarterback, they're going to take a chance on a throw and be like, oh, shit, that was an interception. Now I know I can't throw that route that way. It is interesting when you hear like that side of things, which I agree with that point for sure. But then you hear about like Tom Brady paying guys in practice. Like, if you intercept a pass from me, like I'm going to pay you. I've never I've, heard that. Uh huh. I have. I think it was Tom Brady. I've heard Brett Favre about it too. I think Peyton Manning was another. It's one. just like a level of competition thing. Mm-hmm. It's like if you pick me off in practice, like I'm going to pay you. Yeah. That wasn't anything like very lucrative, but it was still like. Oh yeah, like you're getting paid for, for an interception in practice or something. <laughs> if I intercept a pass, I want a thousand dollars. Absolutely. Yeah, I wonder also if they got paid. Yeah, Brett Favre notably not paying up on some of his stuff. And then are you really going to go to Tom Brady and be like, "Hey, Tom, by the way, uh, two grand you owe me." 
because the throws earlier. Oh, I would 100% crack jokes about it. Be like, Tom, where's that two grand at, huh? I got some bills I need to pay. Yeah. And, and again, Bryce, even in the chat, Zach Wilson addressed that last year. Uh, the practice is the place to challenge yourself and learn what you can and can't do. I mean, that's true for all 32 teams. So yep. I never take put too much stock into the this player's having a great off season or blah, 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 any of that. And it's like, ah, we'll just kind of see what happens once the season starts. Yep. Like preseason, that's a pretty good measure. But even then, it's kind of like, those aren't the real games. A lot of guys just don't care. And then you've got the guys that are balling out going 110% the whole time. It's a big difference there. Uh, I'll tell you another place that goes 110% the whole time is Roper Kia. Hop in there, check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mic'd Up, they are going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Yes, sir. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it is not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with gunspot.com. It's the most boring ad read I've ever heard. In my entire It was life. the cleanest ad read I've ever I had. almost <laughs> fell asleep. That's how boring it was. No Whoa. niff, no position. I did listen back yesterday because I was like, man, I've been getting like position. I, I noticed niff, figured it out, but it was like gun, gut spot. Like that one kind of stuck with me a little bit. That was like, I can say you. I can say other words like wrong in a sentence would be fine. But if I'm saying the brand name itself incorrectly, that's kind of where I have an issue with myself. So. <laughs> Went ahead and listened to it. It did sound like gut spot, and that is on me. But I promise you, it is gun. G-U-N-P-P-P-U-Spot.com. Yeah, that's the name of the company. I don't know Yeah, if we can guarantee that was what you were saying. Huh? I don't know if we can guarantee that you said gun spot. Yeah. But, but I did. I didn't, now, <laughs> now you confuse me. The thing with your sister not being able to say Cinderella... And then some of the problems that you have, it makes me want to dive into that. I think there's maybe something there. She was two. (laughs) (laughs) I know. My mind went there as soon as you're like, she couldn't say Cinderella. And I'm like, wait. (laughs) This is a family issue. Genetic. (laughs) Yeah, God. I know you got the same mom. We can start right there. (laughs) Ask her to say it's not a matter of if. (sighs) At her graduation, just be like, hey, sis. Say this Just one. read this for me. <laughs> read this card. <laughs> Pull up a big <laughs> one of the happiest days of her life. She finally graduated high school, and she's over here. Got to read this freaking ad. Thank you. You are also <laughs> she is incapable. Also incapable of in the chat today. <laughs> Who? Who is? Your sister. Oh shit! Uh, no you, way you've done a fantastic job of recruiting your entire family i to have man i have podcast. <laughs> i had no idea yeah me either oh you flipping uh, at dog. the same time so so now that she's here yeah her name is elizabeth <laughs> and when she was younger she freaking loved cinderella and dora and she had the little gown and she was like i'm rella <laughs> and just sit there and scream at you there's other stories about her when she was little that are just kind of psychotic and scary but we'll save those for another day jake even puts in the chat what is in the water at that water <laughs> 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 we figured it out 
<laughs> oh man, we have figured it out. Um, also, the Bucks have appeared to figure it out with the Boston Celtics. That was one of that just that whole series has been incredibly fun to watch, and I, I make sure that I've cleared my schedule to watch it every time. Like obviously, I'm watching a lot of the basketball games, but it's almost to the point to where I'm setting like a calendar reminder, like hey, game starts at six thirty tonight. Make sure you're ready to go. And it lived up to all the hype. Once again, the Bucks take a 3-2 lead over the Celtics. It's been so, like back and forth the whole time. Uh, a lot of Celtics fans were talking shit last night. Uh, who, I think I saw Dave Portnoy, who's like a Boston guy. It's like, this is the defending champs. And then he got hit with the old takes exposed. <laughs> I love that. And, but it was. It was such a good game. It looked like the Celtics were going to pull away again. And then you have guys like Giannis doing his thing. But then it's also it's the Drew Holidays of the world and the Bobby Portises of the world. Yeah. Like, you need somebody to step up. I'm going to do it. I'm going to hit a big shot right here. I'm going to get a bucket. Or for Drew Holiday, the block on Marcus Smart and then the steal to end the game on Marcus Smart. That was some damn good play. Why is Marcus about. Smart in that situation to handle the ball anyways at the late at late in late games? Excuse me. That's kind of where my question came from. Like, yeah, great on Drew Holiday, but like, what the fuck is Marcus Smart doing? Exactly. Like, he's got to know. Like, Marcus. Like, Smart you have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Jason. on your team, and you're letting the defensive player of the year handle the basketball. Yeah, and red I don't know flag. If you, uh, how much of that last possession that you saw i was re-watching it this morning jason tatum is wide open at the three-point line mm-hmm. wide open so even if marcus smart wants to take the inbound cool get the ball to jason Tatum. <laughs> get it out of your hands quickly mm-hmm. like your job is marcus smart okay i have the ball in my hand find jason tatum immediately don't think about am i open no it doesn't matter <laughs> get the ball to jason tatum that's your power ranking of Look for Jason Tatum. Is he open? Yes. Pass him the ball. Is he kind of open? Still pass it to him. <laughs> yeah. Is he surrounded by three people? Maybe I should take the shot. He's fucking Randy Moss in the end zone. Throw it up. Yeah, but it was a, a great game last night. Uh, Giannis bleeding from his face. Mm-hmm. That was. I like it. I tell you, I really like Giannis. He's probably my favorite player in the league right now because I didn't hear any post-game bullshit of like, oh, I can't even see out of this eye anymore. <laughs> Uh, I I twenty in the other eye. <laughs> right, like I'm, I'm I respect it. That's the kind of guy <laughs> that I root for. Don't tell me how hurt you are. Just be like, nah, no big deal. You're bleeding from your face. Like, they had to take timeouts to patch you up, wipe the blood off. Like he's getting a like liquid stitch on his eye. He's not even wincing. Giannis is his stock is skyrocketing. I didn't know I could like him more than I did like already. The, until the I, fact that you can be bleeding like that and just casually walk up back down the court like you don't even know, hard ass alert right yeah. there. Here's right. your sticker right on the chart. You're a badass. Mm-hmm. Like you could still like you have another guy bleeding from his face and be like covering it up and like wincing in pain and then come out and drop like 20 points. Mm-hmm. But it's the guy that's walking around like no problem and he drops 10 points. Yeah. I'm like, that's not a bad even wiping right it. There. It's like, get in my eye. I dare that blood to drop in my uh-huh. eye. Yeah. So I, I did love it. I, I even tweeted out that 90s basketball fans, such a hard on to see a guy bleed <laughs> and play basketball. Uh, that was me. Hand up. It was me all night. Self confession. Look at you. <laughs> I, did. I love it. I watched 
Love watching Giannis play. And with the Bucks too, they're not getting enough credit for how well they're playing. Like, this series has been great. It's been mm-hmm. super exciting the whole time. They don't even have Chris Middleton out there. Yeah, like, props to Drew Holiday for stepping up the way he mm-hmm. did last night because that was a difference maker for them. Now, the thing is, you just need him to stay consistent with it. Yeah. I feel like that's almost been a Drew Holiday special where he comes in a couple games, like, all right, awesome. And then, like, the next couple games after that, it's like, you disappear a little bit. So it's yep. almost like it's a little easier to kind of game plan him out of the situation or out of those big moments. But last night he took advantage of every opportunity that was given to him. So you got to love that for the guy. Yeah, I do. I, I respect that move. That was another move that I kind of kind of shit on. A lot of Milwaukee fans got very excited when Drew Holiday went there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't think it was anything to get super excited about. But, I mean, they they won a finals championship. Mm-hmm. Now they're they're looking very good. Again, this year Drew Holiday definitely making – a lot of good plays. Uh, He's a great defensive stopper. Now that we've probably given a little bit more respect to guys that play defense on the perimeter, I wouldn't be surprised if he's up there even for defensive player of the year last year. And I don't mean that based off of like, oh, you saw him play defense twice. He's always been known as a defensive stopper. Mm -hmm. We just haven't respected guys that do it on the perimeter. It's always been like, okay, you led the league in blocks. Let's give you the award. Yep, absolutely. Guys like Drew Holiday, Marcus Smart, Pat Beverly, like kind of getting the respect that they need and deserve. But it has been one hell of a series. Yeah, and I think one thing we've done a really good job of, too, throughout this series is kind of recognizing the team that lost as well. Like I think it was a couple nights ago, maybe last week, when uh, the Celtics picked up a win. We looked at Milwaukee and said, hey, like Giannis still dropped like 40 points this game. Well, he did that last night mm-hmm. again, and they come out with a victory. But then you go and look at the Celtics, and it's like, man, Jason Tatum still dropped 34. Jalen Brown still dropped 26. Like These guys are still balling. It kind of just makes you wonder, like, can we just advance both of these guys? Like, Just have them play like another yeah. series? Because when you look at right. Miami and Philadelphia, it's just it's not the same level. Do away with divisions. Take the two <laughs> best teams. You go to the championship. We don't even care what's happening on the West Coast of things. And even like um, on the other side of the, the series, or sorry, in the Eastern Conference as well with the Heat, I don't. I don't really care. I don't like. I want to say that. it's over, but like I know Embiid has just been eating up all the shit talk on social media, and he's probably going to come out tonight and drop like thirty and ten and ten yeah. in blocks, and it's, we're just going to be like, "Fuck, okay, he's pissed." Right, and then James Harden is going to throw up like fourteen, four, and five. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> no free throws. <laughs> uh, in the chat, uh, how does it feel cheering for the Bucks when Rogers is a part of the ownership group? And for me, I'm not necessarily actually cheering for the Bucks is the wild thing. I love Giannis. You're not cheering for the Bucks? No. This oh, I is thought a you were. I was kind series. of picking up on that. Yeah, where I'm, I'm honestly just rooting for a good game. <laughs> and I, I usually I, – like, I just want both teams to play well. You know, I'm No, just... that's it. Like the other night, the Celtics pulled away and they won, and I'm like, shit, like, it was kind of a letdown. I wanted it to be close. I didn't care that the Celtics won. Mm-hmm. I just want those like big moments where you get you know, four seconds left and Marcus Smart inbounds the ball. And it shits the bed. Like I, <laughs> if he would have come down and hit a big shot or if Jason Tatum would have hit the shot to win, I still would have been equally as excited because I'm also a big Jason Tatum fan. Yeah. Former Dookie. I like him. He's becoming one of my favorite players. Me like you a lot. And that's like Tatum and Giannis are two of my favorite players in the league. Uh, it does suck. I did see Aaron Rodgers tweet out like bucks with a lot of extra letters and stuff like that and excitement. And then I thought like, fuck that guy. 
<laughs> but he is he's part owner. So he has more of a reason to be excited than I do. Oh man. I just still hate him. Hate <laughs> that him. was a great investment. Look at me you go. Fuck you, Ryan. Yeah, you did nothing but spend some money on a team in your area. Uh, man, I really like Giannis too, but I feel like now anytime you say it, it's almost just like cliche and like you're just kind of hopping on a bandwagon. I think I've told you this story before, and I believe I've said it on the podcast. Like being a fan of Giannis, like I shouldn't say a fan, but just like paying attention to him closely since he came over from Greece with the Bucks and watching them just get better, like year after year, to where now they've eventually won a finals and they can possibly do it again. It's just been, it's incredible. I don't know that we've ever had a more likable athlete. Like, who actually hates Giannis? Yeah. Like, if you do, you need to check yourself. Because, like, why? He's so charismatic. Like, he has the story of, like, didn't even have a car when he first came over. Almost made himself, like, broke because yep. he was sending so much money back home to his family. Yeah, and now he's growing into this superstar, and he's still super humble. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like uh, you know, like the mean mug and Al Horford, like I like that. I like that he's showing a little <laughs> bit of attitude. And then like it came back to hit him, like it came back to bite him, you know. But at the same mm-hmm. time, next night you come out and you drop forty. It's like okay, man. Yeah, in the post game press conference of like, here's a book of dad jokes. Like, <laughs> how much money do I get fined if I talk about the refs? Never mind. I'll keep my money. And the best part about Giannis with carrying a book to the podium is that you know he's actually read it. Because he gave you a direct quote out of it. When you look at other players that come to the podium with yeah, a book, like LeBron superstar. James, uh, you know, just a good book, a lot of a lot of good information in here. It's good. It's good. It's yeah. Like, What's your you favorite chapter? Uh, like three's good. Three was <laughs> solid. Uh, I like that number a lot. Uh, six is my number, so I like chapter six. <laughs> Two. Uh, quite the surprise in chapter eight. Let me tell you, did not see that one coming. Yeah. LeBron is like every fifth grade kid who's ever had to do a book report. <laughs> I like I don't I know why he carries the book around and why he's done that in the past. You're like, oh look, LeBron reads. He's smart. <laughs> Zero Dark Thirty or whatever he called it. I'm yeah. reading books. I ain't on social media. I put out a tweet last night too that was kind of a troll job, but also I just want to be early in on it. And I said Giannis is closer to LeBron than LeBron is Michael Jordan. I saw that when I woke up. I, maybe it was last night or before I went to bed. And I was like, this freaking guy. <laughs> it's one of those things that I, I kind of, like I halfway believe it. Like it's funny because it's true type things. So I don't Giannis actually is, <laughs> think it. But Giannis I is closer yeah. to LeBron than LeBron is to Michael. Mm-hmm. Which again is not true because I don't think Giannis is like, the third best player ever. You're going to have a lot of people pissed off by that. Because oh, they're going to be like, did. look at the finals. LeBron's got like three of them, four of them. Mm-hmm. Giannis yeah. has one. He wins one final. He's better than everybody. Mm-hmm. Giannis is still young, though. It's kind of my so. thing. And I, I think when he is done, like if he wins another championship this year, that tweet starts to look more and more true. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of like if he wins another finals MVP – then it's like, okay, that's not that crazy of a take. It is a crazy take. It was a bit of a troll job. But I do – I love Giannis already. He's like four-time all-defensive player team – all-defensive team already. Two-time MVP already. Like he's only 27. Yeah, I was going to say he's 27. It's a good spot to be in. If you mm-hmm. win two finals at 27, how old was Michael when he won his first one? He was like 30, wasn't he? Uh, I don't know. It was. I think it was about six years into his career. I think – I want to say it was like 20 – Eight or so, twenty six, twenty eight. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm trying to look as quickly as I can without. Yeah, you're. Wow, 
Look at you, freaking nerd. Twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. I uh, I know a lot about basketball. It's pretty cool. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> get Nineties basketball. I took a large gap in my basketball fandom from roughly two thousand eight to twenty twenty. <laughs> Are you serious? I didn't really care for basketball then. It was Dang. the super teams thing that really like did me. Oh, like, that's when I started to like twenty twenty. That's when I started eating it up. Was about two thousand, I think it was about two thousand four. Right when the the Pistons winning was the first finals I remember watching. When the Pistons beat the Lakers, and I remember being like kind of annoyed with it because I was rooting for the Lakers, and my mom was like, "Dude, the Lakers win all the time. The Pistons are allowed to have it." And I was like, eh, you know, like that kind of makes sense." And then I like low key kind of became a Pistons fan. Like throughout the series, but I was still upset that they ended up winning. What was that like two thousand four? I think so. Yeah, like Chauncey Billups, you know, like Prince or Pierce. Yeah, Prince, and then you had like Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, mm-hmm. Hamilton. Like I just I loved the whole team. Like after that, it was like actually these guys are kind of fun to root for. So yeah, it obviously like Bryce said in the chat. That's probably why I, I don't like LeBron. Let me correct you there because my fandom from two thousand eight to twenty. I do like LeBron. I think he's fantastic. Second best basketball player I've ever seen. <laughs> Ever. I want to record you saying that one day. Like when you just genuinely do it. Because you're just like, no, I, I like LeBron. He's a great basketball player. What's the second is, greatest basketball player. I say it and second. I know it gets under people's skin, but that's <laughs> what I believe. He's the second greatest basketball player of all time. That's a compliment. A lot of people hear it and they're like, oh, here he goes again. Shitting on LeBron. He doesn't like LeBron. I do. do like LeBron. I hate super teams. Which is another reason why I love the fact that teams like the Bucks and the Suns have become so successful in like building through mm-hmm. the draft, and then adding like a couple key free agents along the way. Obviously, like Chris Paul is a superstar, but he's also like a veteran, so it's not mm-hmm. like oh, I'm gonna go pair up with these guys and form a super team. But you drafted Aiton, you drafted Booker. Speaking of Booker, last night, did you see what he did? So he goes down with like a hard, like there was a kind of a hard contact right at the rim. Maybe it was, I don't know if it was last night or the night before. But goes down at the hard foul and he just kind of like lays down on the ground. He's kind of like just soaking it in. And he does like this little peek up at the fans like under his arm. And he's just kind of like smiles. And he like rolls over on his back and like has his teammates up. He's like, that's what we call the Luca special. And it was like, you freaking <laughs> dog. That. Like that is so good. Yeah, it was that. hilarious. I do like that rivalry. I think it could be. Like a good second tier rivalry. Mm-hmm. I like the Jason Tatum Giannis one, I think could take off if either of those guys could be like mean enough for a second. I, I don't know if I'd want that, honestly. Like your team, like you could be Celtics versus Bucks, but I don't know if I want a Giannis versus Tatum. Like I just feel like we all know Giannis would kick his ass. Yeah. Like respectfully. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I have to defend my ch- myself in the chat too. Again, I don't hate LeBron. I hate the super teams. I do blame the Celtics for it and what they did with their big three getting together. And then it it just became a thing. I hate that LeBron went to Miami. I hate that Kevin Durant went to the Warriors. Mm -hmm. Like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. All of it. I hate all of it. And I I think I probably found myself rooting for like the other team that's not the super team at every stop of the way. Yeah. I've, I've always been anti-super team. And I get it. It's no fault to the players. Like, you want to play with the best guys. I'm not going out there in PE class and be like, I'm going to take that scrub and that scrub. You guys compete with the good team. No, I'm like, who's the best player? 
that's what I want to be on a team with. Yeah. But I don't I don't like the super teams and I'm glad that it's all falling apart. I hope we it goes away forever. It won't. It'll come back around. But because they've always been there. Even like the Celtics get blamed for the super team. Uh, guys like uh, Charles Barkley going to the Rockets. Like I I love Charles. I think he's great on TV. How the fuck are you going to sit there and criticize people about super teams when you were like Clyde Drexler and Hakeem Olajuwon? Yeah, I'll join that. That's a super team. <laughs> Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Like the Bulls, I don't count them as a super team. You did it through the draft. Organically. Don't count it. Shaq and Kobe, I don't count that one as a super team either. Shaq signed there as a free agent. Kobe was already there. Like, congratulations to you guys. That one feels like a little different because everyone signs with these teams as a free agent. Yeah, exactly. That's why I said I don't count them as like, oh, they got together to win championships. Who? Shaq and Kobe? Kobe? Mm -hmm. But that's what LeBron and and Bosch did, right? Like, they signed as free agents? to form a super team. Yes. Two of them. That's a magic number. So oh. If you do it, it's bullshit. Well, Shaq, we can count as two people. That's a massive human being. <laughs> yeah. We talked sure. about his dominance yesterday. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But also, like, he just he did kind of the LeBron thing of, like, I just want to get out to L.A. Like, I can make movies. Yeah. And so, like, LeBron going to the Lakers. That one doesn't count. The, this year, that one counts, but it was epic fail. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let's get a bunch of guys in here at 35 and older and just see what we can do. Yeah. <laughs> Not Epic a whole lot, my guy. Collapse. That's what you can do. And that's what the Warriors did last night, too. Like, what the hell happened? I didn't stay awake for that game. And then I watched. I saw Sports Center this morning, saw the score, and thought, I'm not even going to watch. Like, that is – honestly, it's embarrassing. A lot of people shit on the Lakers for, like, you didn't make the playoffs. You got to shit on the Warriors for getting your ass kicked. And what could have been a series-ending game? They were up 3-1 and then absolutely collapsed without John Morant out there. Yeah. It, at one point, I think I saw the score at 103-57, to and I was like, what the fuck no is shit. going on? Stupid. It's just insane to think about. Like, mm-hmm. that they just – even as the Warriors, like, how in the world do you just get walloped that bad? Mm-hmm. Walloped. Yep. Got your ass. Walloped. Um, what about the Warriors pre and post KD super team? Uh, Bryce asked a question in the chat. That's a good one. Pre KD, not a super team you built through the draft. Yep. With KD, super team didn't like them. Post KD, not a super team you've built through the draft. I like you. <laughs> whoop that trick says bigger country. Did you see yeah. that video? Uh huh. Yeah, and Draymond out there dancing. Yeah. Probably should have saved that one, Draymond. Not a good look. Do you realize? Do you realize why he did it though? It was yeah, like the takeaway. Once I realized that was kind of the motive, I was like, "Eh, that makes sense." But at the same time, I was like, "Hey, man, look at the scoreboard." Yeah, you should you, not be smiling at all. You're getting your ass kicked like that is tough. Even if you're Draymond and you're still up three two, even if they win the next game and advance to the Western Conference Finals, it's still not a great look. Now, what's going to be scary is if the Warriors come out. I think tomorrow they play, and just absolutely kill them. And then they start just dancing or whatnot, and they come into like the post game interviews and like, "Hey, actually, we just kind of wanted to chill out the other night. Like, we know we got a, a tough, mm-hmm. tough matchup, touch a tough next series. Kind of want to take a game off, relax a little bit, enjoy it, and then just come out and beat them. That's yeah. where it's going to be like, oh, so you guys, you guys are very capable of just turning it on and off anytime you want. It's like the gentleman sweep. Like, yeah, we're up three zero, but we're gonna let you have one and take you back to our house, and then we'll win it there. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of. Shades of the old gentleman sweep. I still think the Warriors win that series. They're just too good. And 
without John Morant, I just I don't believe in the Grizzlies at all. It's still impressive. Yeah, give them credit. They came out and won without John Morant and dominated. I didn't think they could do that, and then they <laughs> did. Um, so congratulations to them. Uh, the other games happening tonight, like I've said, not super excited about them. Uh, Heat 76ers, that um, Heat lead 3-2, game six tonight at six. And then Suns Mavericks, Suns lead 3-2, now one at 8-30. I think that series is still alive. I don't know, like the Heat 76ers is probably probably going to close up tonight would be my bet. I wouldn't be surprised if the Mavericks won tonight, but... Yeah, because it's in Dallas. With the Miami and Philadelphia one, it's just... You never know what Giannis you're going to get right now, especially with everything he's going through. You mean Embiid? That's what I say Giannis. Excuse me. I did meet Embiid. Thank you. But, like, he is going through a lot. Like, he's got the torn ligament in his thumb. He's, you know, coming off that concussion, the broken face, wearing a mask. It's just there's a lot going on. The emotional turmoil of the season, no one else really stepping up and helping consistently. You have to be the main guy that brings energy to the team. It just seems like it's tough. It just feels like it's too much for this series. And you get Miami who comes in, you know, like, it just everything that the Miami team does, role player-wise and into the stars, it's just it's too much for Philadelphia, it feels like. They, they just don't have enough to match up with it. And Especially when you got Harden Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo just kind of going back and forth throughout the entire game. Yep. If James Harden were James Harden, this would be a series. Yeah, if the refs start, if the refs have like a quick whistle tonight, like there's a possibility uh, the Sixers win this game. Yeah, I think there's also a possibility that it's an absolute ass whipping Very of the so. Miami Heat, like kicking the oh 76ers yeah. ass. I was like, okay. I think a whose lot ass of those, is getting whipped? I think a lot of those guys, not even a lot of those. I think James Harden is done. I think he's done for this season. He's like, I didn't plan on playing this long. I don't really like it here as much as I thought I would. I think he's done for. So we'll see what happens with that one, uh, those games tonight. We'll probably be recapping them a little bit tomorrow. Uh, how about other things that could happen tonight? Club 6 and 9, that happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock with their two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours. Yes, that's correct. Two drinks for the price of one, and they are delicious. Pretty cute bartenders running around back there, too. Check them out at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So again, downtownlube.com for their full list of services and how they can help you and your vehicle. Also, it is not a matter if it is a matter of when you're going to need that oil change and tire service. <laughs> Nailed it. So make sure you get that done taken care of right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri at Downtown Lube. That was much better than your first ad read. Yeah, I just kind of relaxed a little bit. Back to the original. Uh, downtown anything. Lube's a little easier. Just kind of, you know, just downtown Lube. Yeah. Downtown. <laughs> I can't. I can't say downtown without thinking of just like from a three, from way downtown. Yeah. That's just yeah. We'll tell the truth Thursday. Is that the uh, NBA Jam? I think it is. Or that was the He's on Fire. Yep. Why is that not still like a game? Oh, uh, it is. I have it on my phone. I play it when I'm on the airplane. <laughs> All right. There we go. <laughs> Pretty good at it, my guy. I, I don't have any games on my phone. Really? Yep. I don't know if that makes me a nerd or 
Like what? I have what zero sucks games. now about these games? Sorry to interrupt you. Is that they're all like internet games? Like they have like some type of connection. Like so, when you play, like you win prizes and like you get like a bag of goodies that like you can have accessory wise. You have to be connected to the internet. So when you get it on an airplane, it's like I don't have internet connection anymore. I can't play this fucking game. So you got to find games that don't require that type of connection, so you can play them, and ones that are still interesting enough. So I, like I have a, <laughs> this is gonna sound real nerdy, and I know you're gonna make fun of me. Here it goes. I have like a solitaire game on my phone that I'll play. I have the NBA Jam game, like a word puzzle game. Like that's about it. Wordle. Uh, no, that one's internet. Oh. Yeah. That's just a, you can only play that like once a day, I think. I don't know. I've seen you play it a couple times, and you'll be like, "Hey, what's this word that starts with?" Trying to explain that game to you and Matt, I was like, I don't know how you guys have learned anything. <laughs> I literally read the instructions for the game to you guys, and you're like, I don't get it. Well, yeah, you know, it just uh, it doesn't help that Matt's colorblind too, so that right. made it very difficult. Back when I was teaching, I used to always say, if my students don't understand something, that's my fault because it's my job to teach you how to do it. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe. Yeah. So maybe it's Wordle's fault because when you read the game instructions and you still don't understand. It's kind of we were stuff. also drinking. <laughs> Which is Heavily, yeah. <laughs> problem to it. But I don't I don't like word games. Obviously, I'm weird. I don't have any games on my phone. Like, even if my daughters, like they obviously have learned now, they're never like, hey, Dad, can I play on your phone? No. Two reasons. You might see something inappropriate. I don't have anything... <laughs> For you to do on my phone. Like, you're not checking Twitter. <laughs> That's about all I have. You're not looking through my Instagram. Oh, I've talked about yeah. my TikTok algorithm is not appropriate for oh. seven and nine-year-old girls. Isn't It might be 18 plus. I can't just scroll TikTok. Like, if I'm at a family function, like I can't just scroll TikTok because I don't know what's going to pop up. Mm-hmm. Especially with some of, like, the people just know, like, they hear music or TikTok sound. You're like, sound? fuck. Yes. Uh-huh. I love the guys that will pop in and be like, what are you looking at? <laughs> yeah. What, like, what you got there? If it's a, at an angle, like, you got to rotate your head and like it switches to them and they're just like their head's tilted looking at you. Uh-huh. And then they just say nothing but smirk. You're like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Thanks for not saying anything. Now my significant other doesn't know what I was looking at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I will scroll through quickly. Uh, we're going to do a little Thursday thinking out loud Thursday. A little opportunity for us to just talk about. Whatever we want to talk about, sometimes sports-related, sometimes not. Your first, your only one, you're going to do two today, stupid high school mascot names? Yeah, like we, we kind of dug into it yesterday that there was just uh, the mascot. Where did the conversation come up? Like if we're going to have teams move or oh, relocate. Oh, we were talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, if, we're gonna, if you're going like, to have an expansion team in the NFL, like what would the team name be and the mascot or whatnot? Mm-hmm. And then this last week, the high school that I went to bought a new mascot. We, the school we went to was called the Liberal Bulldogs, and the mascot name was Spike. Well, they ordered a new mascot costume, yes. and um, it, it does not look good at all. But they wanted to have the students involved on renaming it. And then for some reason, there was just this fucking giant uproar on, you can't change the name. Its name needs to remain Spike. It's just tradition. Well, I just want to break it to you guys. The tradition of Spike has not been a good one. Like, there's not been a lot of success just rolling out with Spike as the mascot. So maybe we just kind of have, like, a whole change of culture here and accept something new. And then I kind of started looking at, like, other schools in the area and, like, how there's all these eagles and, like, wildcats. 
and it was like, man, like some of these things are just so stupid. The color schemes are hideous. And it was like, let me just kind of go into a whirlwind of it. And it was like, I just don't understand why someone comes up with this as like a school name. Like there is a school in Illinois, in Cobden, Illinois. They are called the Apple Knockers. That almost sounds Yeah, not good. <laughs> then you have the Sugar Beaters in somewhere in Montana. You're my sugar beater. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> then there's the Awesome Blossoms. That's a school in Minnesota. That's the what pluming... happens when you let your student body vote on something, and they're like, don't care. I'm out of here next year yeah. anyway. <laughs> it's like the Blooming Prairie, Minnesota, Awesome Blossoms. Then you have another school. The kids to school there. There's a Richland High School in Richland, Washington, who are named the Bombers. Probably should rename that one. Where is it? Richland, Washington. Yeah, I'm surprised they're getting away with that one. Yeah. Yo, we're also <laughs> There's very... one. Here's one more here. This is the last one. The Corn Jerkers. Hell. Well, it was just 10 minutes. I could be in Oklahoma in 15 minutes if I wanted to. I don't. Yeah, we're very close to uh, So a lot of Indian reservations around here, too. A lot of people, like, nationally get in these uproars of, like, how could you be called the Indians? Or, like, the Chiefs. Like, oh, that's offensive. Mm-hmm. But then you look at, like, some of these high schools around here, and they'll be like, we're the Indians. We're the Warriors. And yeah. it's like, you pick that name. Uh, so those are a couple others. With our school in this whole, like, Facebook thing. I didn't even know about it until they had a whole hashtag called Save Spike. It was like hashtag Save Spike. That is so stupid. They started putting it on flyers and posting it around the high school. <laughs> like, I if you would have asked me, like, hey, what is the name of the mascot at Liberal High School? I wouldn't have known. First answer would have said Duh Bulldogs. And like, no, like, what's the actual mascot's name? I would have said, like, I guess it's probably Spike. Like, I don't know though. I wouldn't have bet any amount of money on it. Yeah. But I would have guessed Spike. I also don't see why these old people on Facebook are just concerned about the students started vote. Let the next generation just be like, here's a good idea. Yeah, and the I think it was like the cheerleading coaches come out and was like, Well, we just wanted the students to kinda like feel like they were involved and had a voice, so like, you know, we just kinda let them come up with random names, but it was still gonna remain Spike. And then when you hear that, it's like, huh. It's amazing if you just let something play out, kinda what the the initial response is going to be the answer instead of just freaking out. Like, yeah, let the little kids in elementary school feel involved. Instead of they come home like, hey, mom decided to rename the school, like, I don't know, Spot. And your mom's like, it's fucking Spike. Do I not refuse, change that. I refuse to call him that. Hashtag not my mascot. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you just imagine a second grader like, oh, mom, renaming it Spot. Like, oh, honey, that's cool, but it's fucking Spike. They're doing Sorry what about at the you. school? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'll be up there tomorrow. <laughs> I'm calling them right now. Well, everyone went home at seven o'clock. But in my mind, it's like why? Can't, like why is it just so hard to rename something or to change it? I guess that's my thinking out loud. It shouldn't be that big of a deal. One, kind of wish you would have just had everyone involved in what the mascot design was going to be because one, that's the hideous looking thing, and two, if you would have gone with a new mascot that looked a little bit muscular and not as just like horrific, and you named it Bruiser, I think that'd have been great. Now, granted, we probably would have gotten bruised by everybody else in the conference, but Big it's country fine. for uh... sign me up, dog. I thought I want to do the same thing at Missouri. The freaking look at Missouri State Bears mascot. Its name is Boomer. It is the childish looking mascot I've ever seen for a university. 
So when I was a Not freshman in college, they were like, hey, do you want to like join this or like kind of help make the university better? I was like, absolutely. I have a lot of great ideas. <laughs> and one of them was a new boomer mascot. And when you bring it up, they take it like, we don't need a third mascot. I was like, you know, you don't get a third. You revamp the first one and you reintroduce them at the first football game and you play here comes the boom and here comes out the new boomer mascot. I thought it was a freaking fantastic idea. No one ever got on board with it. I think it's a fantastic idea too. Yeah. I love that you're still so passionate about it. Well, this. because you look seriously, look up Boomer. For, it looks like a cartoon bear. It won a, yeah. What is I, that show with the two bears? Two uh, bears, one cape. God dang it. No, that's a good podcast. Uh two bears, one cup? No, you sick no, of that's different. Uh what the heck is the like to deal with forest fires and shit? Oh, the Flintstones. No. I don't know, but it looked like the bear off a cartoon, yes. Yeah, it does look like a bear off of a cartoon. But you're telling me, Yogi Bear? Tell me that's a. A boo boo. Yeah, that's exactly. He didn't put out forest fires. No, that's the other one, Smokey. Fuck. (laughs) No, I've seen him do a commercial, that's why. They did a commercial where it was like, da da da. Okay, so I know there's a. There's a little bit of a relationship there where I'm okay. Not very good, but there's enough. But tell me, that's, that's all a, bears look like. That's <laughs> that's a good idea. You come out the new mascot and you play. Here comes the boom and the new mascot for Boomer. The new mascot How's that, design what, is that like a rock song? Oh yeah, I know what you're trying to do. Here comes the y'all don't really want it now. <laughs> boom! Here it comes out Boomer out of the fucking smoke. I knew oh, it would get been you there. Static. <laughs> Crowd I would goes have freaking to have been wild. In that meeting because I know you would have given an example. One hundred percent. That's exactly what I did. Where it's <laughs> like the y'all like, like, sparklers <laughs> going off like pyrotechnics. Where is it? What's the part? It's like y'all ain't ready now or whatever. Is like, are you ready? And it's just like here comes the boom and it yeah smoke goes up right there. Football team comes right out behind it. Oh, amazing. Just picturing it now. What well, could have been? Could've still could be still a good possibility of a football program. Well, Bobby Petrino's done a pretty good job of that. So let's just go ahead and put a little bit of a cherry on top before he leaves. Because if he has another good season, he's going back up the ranks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably won't be there long. Uh, my thinking out loud Thursday are these NFL contracts. I thought maybe it was just me that every day it seems like you're getting a new announcement of like this rookie signed their contract. No fucking shit they signed their contract. What did you think they were going to do? Hold out? Most of it is like slotted now. It's like, oh, you were the first pick in the draft? Four years, $37 million. About what you're going to get for that. So there's not even really any negotiation that goes on anymore. But I, I still feel like a lot of people, the Schefters, Rappaports of the world, are putting it out there. I even saw it today. Like Trayvon Walker signs his rookie contract. Yep, expected him to. You don't need to notify us like every time. It's not like a big deal. It's just to the point where it gets annoying. And for the Schefters of the world, it is their job. So it's like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Thanks for the notification. Swipe on. It's mm-hmm. everybody else that wants to put it out there, the fake Adam Schefters of the world. And again, this is just one of my biggest pet peeves on Twitter. We saw people tweet it out already. We know it. We don't have to have discussions about, like, this player signed a four-year deal. It's fully guaranteed with a fifth-year option. Yeah. Yeah, it is. We know. It's good. So it's just it's really starting to get under my skin to where I'm doing it. I'm going to have to either, one, I'm going to have to create a burner 
or just man up and start adding people. I saw it two minutes ago when Schefter tweeted it. Thanks. Got his notifications on. Don't do that. But <laughs> <laughs> but maybe the burner account? I don't have a burner account. I never have. The one thing about burner accounts that I see people have is like – because I've had some buddies that have done it and I figured out who they were with the burner account. It's like don't like, – just make it still look like a real fucking person. Like there's some where it's just like – Hot seat, bigger country. <laughs> yeah, like it's just there's so much stuff that's they just have stupid names. Like we totally get this is a burner account, and you're able to figure out who it is by like what the interests are to it, or like what the the picture is, and all this stuff. It's like yeah, I figured out who you are. You're not trolling me. You're just being obnoxious. It is what it is. It's fine. Love the you know the interactions. Sometimes just like oh, let's just be like an average Joe on the block. Mm-hmm. Or like, who has the Jonas Burner account? Well, I yeah. can tell you that one right now. I think I figured it out. It's not a Burner account. That's a ghost who is actively <laughs> involved with the Colin. Very, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> kind of scared that we've talked about it now because he hasn't come in yet. Yet. Now, now that you've yeah. spoken about him, you know what's next. But I am the whole... You know, now that I say, like, I think I know who has the Jonas, I actually don't. I think I'm wrong on who I think it is. So it's like it's also just kind of equally terrifying on who the f is Jonas. Yeah, because you messaged or you oh, told me the other day. Who you I do about. have to admit this. I came in, so I had to go to a dinner last night, and I come back home, and I walk into my apartment, and I thought I had heard something. I did hear something in my bedroom as I walked by. Because when you walk in my apartment, it's just like a long hallway, and then there's a door that leads to my room, a door that leads to the second bedroom, and then it just keeps going into the living room. Well, I walked by my room, and I saw something on my bed like it was sitting there and then i heard something kind of like rattle in the wind and my heart just fucking started racing dude like i immediately was just like fuck i'm gonna have to figure out what's there and then i immediately just like got pissed off turned the light on my phone and just bounced around the corner and shined it in there it was my fucking shoe box and the little uh, the oh, yeah. wrap that they put over it like had come up mm-hmm. and my fan was hitting it so it was just like I've had that up. same exact thing. Oh my god, before. dude! I was ready to just throw freaking hands around that corner because I was just like, I don't know if my door was locked. I or had not, a shoe box underneath my, my bed where my like air conditioning vent is, mm-hmm. and it was blowing the lid and the paper open to where it was tapping on my bed. Ooh. This was like ten years ago, and I still remember it. It was just tapping on my bed. And I'm like, what the fuck is under there? <laughs> Like, but for me, I'm also afraid of mice. I don't like mice. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm afraid of them. I'm not fucking with them, though. Um, <laughs> so I thought, like, maybe a, a mouse was under my bed. <laughs> I, I would have been done on that one, too. Like, I'm burning oh. the house down. See you later. Uh, questions in the chat, because we are joined by one Jonas. I think we're calling him Miller. Um, maybe Jonas was burned. Burner account, burned. To die, Freddy Krueger. How did it just come? <laughs> what? Austin said my name three times, so that's when he shows up. You did it. That's your fault. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and that's you're, what you you're get. not a bitch. Excuse me. That's what you get with the call in app. You get to read the comments. You get to be in on the jokes, which is fun. I also just caught up to everybody trying to help me out figure who the bear was. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jake. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, Yogi Bear. That was it. Thanks, Brooke. <laughs> oh, you guys are great. Appreciate you. <laughs> we do. Uh, that's it for us today, Big Country. And I'm going to be back tomorrow right here in the Colin app 
every weekday right here at 10 a.m. Central Time. We do appreciate you guys. Uh, shout out to Elizabeth who joined us today. That was exciting. Yeah. For Still one of us at least. Came out of nowhere just like Jonas. Correct. Uh, but we do appreciate you guys. We will be back tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you then.